This advertorial content is sponsored by 305 I Am Hurt. That's 305 I Am Hurt. The law offices of Gilbert and Smallman, Hollywood and Miami, Florida. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. At 8.08 p.m., we'll have a contest giveaway. you got to be listening at 8.08 p.m. And at, right after this segment, we will have Billy Corbin on the phone. Joining us tonight is the lawyers of Gilbert and Smallman, PA, Andy Smallman and Harris Gilbert. They are 305 I Am Hurt. You dial 305 I Am Hurt. Gentlemen, what is 305 I Am Hurt? 305 is a direct line so that you can speak one-on-one with a lawyer. All right. It's it's a direct line, so it's not like 411 pain? No, 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 no. This is direct one-on-one with your personal injury attorney, not a referral service in any way. And, and why is it 305? What's 305 about you guys? Well, uh, Andrew Smallman uh, has lived his whole life in Miami, and, and myself, Harris Gilbert, uh, my parents went to the University of Miami, I graduated from the University of Miami School of Law, and we're all about the U. Okay, so uh, why should somebody call 305 I Am Hurt instead of 411 Pain? What other reasons? Well, most referral services, you're not speaking to a direct lawyer. Um, 305 I Am Hurt, you're going to speak to either Mr. Harris Gilbert or myself, Andrew Smallman, directly. Well, what kinds of cases do you guys handle? Uh, We handle uh, auto accidents, slip and falls, premises liability, General negligence, wrongful death. Basically, if something bad happens and you need someone to go and fight for you, call us. 305 I Am Hurt. So what kind of, uh, what other kind of cases does 305 I Am Hurt handle? Well, you know, uh, basically it's a personal injury um, hotline. Uh, we handle personal injury cases, and uh, that is what we're focusing on. And car accidents? Absolutely. And slip and fall? You got it. And malpractice? Yes. Give us a call. Okay, and what does it cost to hire 305 I Am Hurt? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. We don't get anything unless you get something. If we get a recovery, then we get paid. If you get paid, we get paid. Why is that? Well, it's a contingency fee basis. And like I said, if we don't recover anything, then we don't recover anything for you. We don't recover anything for us. Alrighty. So... Why should someone choose Andrew Smallman and Harris Gilbert, 305 I Am Hurt, as their personal injury attorney? Well, you know, first of all, let's talk about communication. And 305 I Am Hurt is all about communication. You can always talk to your lawyer. You're not going to be sent to a switchboard. You want a lawyer. You have a question. Don't have a sleepless night. Call 305 I Am Hurt. Experience. Andrew Smallman, Harris Gilbert, over two decades in the courtroom fighting for people. Effectiveness. Proven results. Go to our website, www.florida-accident-lawyers.com, and you'll get more information on our experience and results. Yeah, what's the website again? www.florida-accident-lawyers.com. Okay, one more time. Give me that website. www.florida-accident-lawyers.com. That's 305-I-AM-HURT. 305-I-AM-HURT. We'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. This advertorial content is sponsored by 305 I Am Hurt. That's 305 I Am Hurt. The law offices of Gilbert and Smallman, Hollywood and Miami, Florida.
is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've got a great second hour plan for you guys. First of all, we've got Jose El Rey co-hosting tonight. Thanks for joining us, Jose. Thanks for having me, Grant. So what'd you think of that last segment? Pretty cool, huh? Fantastic. I think it's a good alternative to the 411 pain that everybody's hearing about. And tonight, for one hour only, we have the one, the only... I like it. It's a mashup. <laughs> we have the one and only Billy Corbin on the horn. Billy, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm sorry. In that last segment, I don't think I got that phone number. Could you give it to me again, please? It's it's 305. I am hurt. You got that, Billy? One more time, please. I, I, I 305. I am hurt. Are you are you not thanks. hearing me here? Is this a? I got it. All right. I got it. Thank B- you, Billy. You're free to fall down now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a case right now. <laughs> so glad you visited the oh you didn't visit. Too bad you didn't visit the studio tonight. So where are you, Billy? I, I I've been to that studio. I don't think you're insured. <laughs> don't worry, we're eating in here. We have bagels and lock well, rye bread, locks, schmear. It's good stuff. You really? Who's yeah. catering tonight? Uh catered by Russ and Daughters. That's awesome. I'm sorry I'm missing it. Yeah, man, I uh, I took a real short jaunt up there this weekend and came back, and I was like, well, I'm hungry. Does 305 I Am Hurt handle choking on bagel cases? They actually would. If I okay, was to choke good. on it, this, this would be an occupational hazard right here. Just saying. But I wouldn't go after the station. Sorry. I can't. I, no. I'd go after the bagels. Exactly. No, I'd go after the baker, you know? Like, he made the bread. You, you wouldn't go after the station, but would your survivors go after the station? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. You'll have to ask them one day when they survive me. <laughs> so what do you, what do you, where are you, Billy? Where, where are you? Uh, I'm a location working on our new ESPN 30 for 30, the U Part 2. We put that word part in the middle there of U and 2 just to not piss off Bono and the Edge. But wait a second. Wait, we're not on the phone with Billy Corgan? I thought you guys no. booked Billy Corgan. What's going on here? This happens, this happens all the time. I'm the one with hair. Ah, the other Billy. I I always get confused between the two of you. How, how in the world did he get at Billy on Twitter? That's amazing, right? <laughs> he must have cheated. He has at Billy. It's incredible. I love it. That's, that's, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. What, no. What's harder, getting that or the I am hurt one eight hundred number? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that number again? Uh, three oh five. I am hurt. I think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> I think the I am hurt is probably harder to get. I mean, think about it. Phone's been around a little longer. I've actually looked for one eight hundred numbers. There's the good ones are very hard to get or very expensive. Yeah. Well, you sat out there with your phone and you kind of punched in different combos you liked? For hours and hours. It was hopeless. Does Rack and Tour have an 800 number, Billy? We do not. Please don't call us. <laughs> this, is, this is the toughest thing. You know, I get asked this question a lot. I go, I meet people, I'm speaking at events, and everybody says, do you have a card? Can I get your card? And truth be told, I, as a filmmaker, I stopped carrying a card 
probably around college. And the reason is, is that when you're a filmmaker in Miami with a business card, people call you to do quinces, bar mitzvahs, weddings, brisses. So I stopped, I stopped carrying a card. Oh, but bar mitzvahs are still okay, right? No, we will we, we don't do we don't do bar mitzvahs anymore. Bat mitzvahs at least, right? No, no, we, it's just we, we don't we don't discriminate based on gender, race, or anything else. We don't do bar or bat mitzvahs. Oh man, that ruins my entire plan. You should have sorry done. about that, but we will, you we will do your like recircumcision if 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 if, uh, if you want. So did did you hear about this this thing going on in in Parcel B right behind the uh, the American Airlines arena? I did. I, I they they just gave it to me on a no bid deal. I'm going to build a Cuban museum or some such nonsense. <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Really? I didn't know that you were Cuban. I'm I'm Cuban. That's yes. That's what I am. <laughs> really? That's I, amazing. No, listen, I I think it's, it's it's a great idea to have um, a Cuban exile museum. I feel like we already have three of them, or we will have three of them. There's a wonderful Bay of Pigs. Museum, um, the Brigade 2506 hangout in Little Havana, which is really cool, and I'd encourage everybody to go uh, Isn't check that, it out. Isn't uh, 17th Avenue in Flagler? Uh, yeah, just off of 8th Street, uh, just south, um, about a block off uh, of uh, Cayocho. Uh, it's a really cool little spot, and there's always really interesting uh, veterans of, of the Bay of Pigs invasion hanging out there, so really cool people to talk to and and uh, it's like a great pastime of, of Miami is, you know, you uh, idle into a dive bar, for example, and, and sit on a stool next to the, the you know, the, the, the crustiest old guy you can find, strike up a conversation, and invariably he will be a deposed third world leader, a, a drug trafficker who was recently released from federal prison, a Bay of Pigs veteran. Um, there's all kinds of interesting characters uh, out there, and, and the Brigade 2506. Sounds, sounds like, my, bar- sounds like my barber shop. Place. <laughs> it's your barbershop, or, 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 or yes, or a barbershop, or in, any bar, uh, any barbershop on Eighth Street as will well. pretty much do the same thing. Yeah, but interestingly, I, I feel like it hasn't there been public uh, funds going towards other Cuban-related museums or Cuban history-related museums in the area. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that question, but there's there's one going in right now. Like there's one that's done. It's not just done. It's it's th- there's no need for a museum when you have the actual real McCoy, the original, the Freedom Tower, you know right, Miami right Freedom across, Tower on Sixth right and Biscayne, street, no less. Yeah, it was deeded to uh, Miami Dade College in a deal to create uh, the world's l- ugliest condominium that never got built, um, but maybe one day that's not quite as ugly uh, after several redesigns, and um, and they're putting in a, a permanent exhibition to honor the Cuban exiles who were processed. In what people call Cuba's Ellis Island, or Miami's Ellis Island for Cuban exiles. Or it's the Freedom well, Tower. It's the real deal. Well, D- Doug Hanks, I think, reported this week that, uh, that three miles away from the, from the Parcel B site, Miami-Dade provided $10 million uh, in borrowed county construction money for the Cuban Museum, which is supposed to open next year. So, so wait, there's a Cuban uh, Museum? Where's that? I, I, it's three miles away, they reported, from Parcel, from parcel B. I think the the bottom line is here. I, I, I like the the I, the concept of continuing to preserve that area as a museum park uh, of sorts. I don't know that this is quite what anyone had in mind. Um, uh, and again, this has nothing whatsoever to do with 
the Cuban exile community or their contributions to uh, to our community. I think that we celebrate Cuban culture uh, everywhere uh, in in Miami uh, year round <laughs> on a on a daily basis, which I think is is wonderful. Whenever I whenever I leave Miami, like like I have this week, I always get a little after a while. If I'm I'm in too homogenized a population, I always start to freak out. I'm like, I need some cafe con leche. <laughs> I need some arroz con pollo. I get a little creeped out Wait, by, by, by too many of you know, the. I need the, the the sort of rainbow of uh, of Miami uh, before before long. And so this has nothing to do with that. This has to do with really the issues that that you and I, Grant, talk about regularly on social media and on this show, which are the issues of the best use of public funds and, and public property. It's so incredible that in a community where real estate is our, our number two industry behind tourism, that Mayor Jimenez continues to front on this idea that he, he loves, this is one of his, his favorite quotes, uh, that no public funds will be used for construction. You know, he said that on the, the David Beckham deal. Well, uh, you know, that. if we give public land to somebody... That is giving them construction funds. Of course, it's incredible to me that he manages to to, to kind of do this this uh, bait and switch on that. The idea that the real estate doesn't have extraordinary value and the hypocrisy, for example, of wait a the, second, you're saying that Miami real estate is valuable? I didn't know that. Well, well, until it's underwater in in, in fifty years. So, so is the stuff near the water worth anything? <laughs> well, it's. Everything is worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it. Mm. So people must not even want to buy this waterfront stuff anymore. I mean, you're seriously eating right now. I can hear you. Too. Yeah, yeah, we've you're been eating, eating all hour. I'm sorry. It's just a, it's too bagels, good to pass really? up. If you, you had it, you have bagels too. What you need Poor carbs. Radio etiquette. <laughs> yeah, I need carbs. That's what I'm thinking. Starch. You need to be on an all starch diet, Grant. That's yeah, yeah. I'm not getting enough carbs here with this loaf of bread. We have, one of, we uh, have bread. one of these giant round loaves of bread, like the kind of thing that like, you see, like the, the the kind of bread that Marie Antoinette was like throwing out her window, and you know, back in the 17th. Well, I mean, one of these big be, round what would be European great is if you loaves. Could just inject that directly into Grant's veins. That would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> it's hipster made too, by the way. We should. We. I wish hipster I was in town. We go to Mike's and get some pizza. We could then inject some of. Chef Marvin's delicious homemade crust right into your into your cranium. Whatever, admit it. You saw me make the meatloaf pizza and the New York strip steak pizza, and you were jealous. Well, I, well, I was a little bit because I invented <laughs> that meatloaf pizza, and more importantly, <laughs> the churrasco pizza. We should call that the only in Miami pizza. No, 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 no. Really, I, I, I invented the I invented the New York strip pizza. It's much better. You all you did was take my churrasco pizza idea and put some New York strip on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, I put I put sauce on there too. No, but I the, the chimichurri is out of this world. I mean, come on, churrasco pizza with chimichurri. Come on, it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, it is out of control. I agree. That's uh, that's some stuff that needs to be injected. Now, listen, we're gonna we're gonna do our contest giveaway. We're actually a couple minutes past eight oh eight. So uh, let, let's get this thing on. We've got an announcement with the phone number. Uh, so let's let's do this. How's how's it gonna work? I know we're past eight oh eight there. I'm I'm a bad host. I'm sorry. I went past 808. Booth, lay it on us. Dial 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350 right now. Okay, guys, you heard it. I I hope we get a couple of phone calls here because we've got two tickets to the UM uh, opening night 
against FAMU. I, I hear there's going to be a band practice there as well, right, Billy? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only chance they have of beating us, is it, is it a battle of the band? <laughs> so I, I hope you caught that number. And do, do we have the call? It's the eighth caller. So it's 305-541-2350. Can I, can I hang up and call back in with like a fake voice and try to win? <laughs> Uh, you know, Danny said that he was actually going to do that, but we're taking the eighth caller, 305-541-2350. And uh, in case you didn't know that number, Billy, because you were asking earlier, it's uh, sponsored by 305 I Am Hurt, the law offices of Gilbert and Smallman, uh, Hollywood, Florida, Miami. There, there you I'm go. sorry, what was that number again? Uh, 305 I Am Hurt. But don't call them now. Call our number for the tickets. <laughs> People are going to be calling the law firm for the tickets. I now. think That's they should call both. Call bo- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're, the eighth caller takes it, okay? The eighth caller takes it. Do, uh, Booth, are we up to, what are we up to there? Couple? Two? Okay, keep calling people, 305-541-2350. Okay. I'm sorry, so the prize is a pair of tickets to the home season opener. The home season opener for the University of Miami. The projected <laughs> ACC Coastal Champions... Really? Yes. But uh, so, but they were yeah. last year too when they finished second to Duke. Ooh. To a basketball team. Yes. Probably to Duke's basketball yeah. team. But I'll 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 say you know all these preseason standings and rankings and there's there's a real element of science fiction to all of these. I mean, who 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 really knows? I mean, who's our quarterback? Al Golden wouldn't even answer that question ACC Media Day. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, how are you supposed to make a prediction like that when you don't even know who, who's, who's the starting quarterback of the team? Who is it? We don't know. <laughs> Why not? Because yeah. he wouldn't say. He doesn't, probably because he hasn't decided yet. No, he hasn't decided. Well, come on. I mean, no decision. Okay, I, I don't know. You're right, Billy. I mean, ranking these guys without knowing that? It's it's kind of weird. I mean, usually I hear the quarterback is. They have in to. You have to have. You have to have a ranking. You know, that's just. I don't know. That's just something. No, you they, don't. You don't have to have a preseason ranking at all. It's, well, there's just too many. Too much. There's too much media out there for somebody not to dream this up every off season right before the season starts and says, "Hey, let's rank," even if we have no information to base it on. There was also too much media to not have playoffs in college football. <laughs> now wait a second. There, there's well, going to be now. playoffs this year, right? But I think he's saying it took a long time. ESPN Rudy spot? Nah, I missed that one. ESPN has a Rudy spot talking about how Rudy uh, predicted the playoff system. And it's this cute bit with Sean Astin in the Notre Dame locker room announcing this brilliant idea for college uh, college football playoffs. And then at the end he goes... And it's going to start in 40 years. <laughs> and then all the guys just turn around and like march out. And what's funny about that is that it kind of highlights, particularly at a very sensitive time in the history of the NCAA, how ludicrous it's been that it's, that it's took this long to get it right. And, and uh, to his yeah, credit, you know what? It took Barack Obama, Barack Obama I was gonna say. on this. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the best thing Barack Obama ever did, but. You know. Well, I, and, and he might very well be responsible uh, for this because uh, this is now. This is what I call Obamacare. I mean, he <laughs> said. I think he said to Tim Tebow when the national champion Florida Gators came to visit him at the White House. He said something to the effect, "Only half kidding." He said, "How do we know you're the best unless you play the best? How can you be the national champions 
if you don't play the best teams. It's true. I agree. And you know what? Let's let's pick it up in just a couple of minutes. We're going to take a really short break, break, play a little bit of music, and we're still taking your calls for the contest, 305-541-2350. This is the Only in Miami show, and we'll be right back with Billy Corbin. Tickets for the Miami Hurricanes season opener, courtesy of 305 I Am Hurt. That's 305 I Am Hurt, the law offices of Gilbert and Smallman in Miami and Hollywood. Dial 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350 right now. Four one two three five zero. That's three zero five five four one two three five zero. Right now. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern, and you can find all of our content at www.onlyinmiamishow.com, including our podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, social media, and a lot more. Billy, thanks for coming on the show. Billy Corbin. I think this, this music is why they don't let you spin at Ultra anymore. You know what? They're playing live on Fusion. That's Electric Piquete, and they are live on the Fusion television network all this week. Like, I think seven to nine or five to eleven or they're I, awesome. I I love electric uh, to get that. It's just not what the kids are listening to when they're on Molly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we played that earlier. We played a little oh, Afro Beta. <laughs> you know, although I'm guessing they'd be awesome. Well, they're always awesome live, but I'm guessing they'd be awesome live on Molly. Not that I'm encouraging anyone to to do drugs. Really. You I'm sure? Really I mean, I I think that might be a good idea. Actually, this is Miami, I, after all. I think all of my movies have a have a very clear cut uh, anti drug message. You know, on the other hand, it goes well with anti drug salmon and cream cheese, which is what we're eating now. Oh. <laughs> Wait a second! Why didn't Danny bring food? Because he wasn't in New York this past weekend, and I was. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just I literally hand carried it back from yesterday afternoon. I, you know, I went there and I went nuts. Like from Russ and Daughters, like in New York, 
the real deal stuff. Oh, so good. <laughs> I was hoping you'd be here, but, uh, you know, I understand work calls. So tell us about the U2. I mean, the U part two. Well, there's not much to tell. We're, we're wrapping up uh, production in the next few weeks. Um, we, we're, we're putting the movie uh, together. Uh, it seems as though we're going to have a very quick turnaround uh, time here. We're trying to get it done uh, as quickly as possible. Don't exactly have a premiere date just yet, but we're, we're working as, as fast as we can, and I think you've got an incredible story here, not dissimilar to the first, the UESPN 30 for 30, where you have a, um, you know, a, a program that in the early 90s, early through mid-90s, was down on its luck, uh, being torn apart by NCAA investigation and then sanctions, of course, the famous Sports Illustrated cover story in 1995, why Miami should drop uh, football. So it kind of begins with the program in a very similar state of disarray uh, that, that they were in in the late 70s when the, the U uh, Part 1 begins. And then you have a coach come in, like Howard Schellenberger did uh, in, in the previous generation. Now you have Butch Davis come in and rebuild a team that is uh, arguably even better or certainly just as, as good as the powerhouse team's of the 1980s. And, and, and how did Butch keep them from using too much long-distance phone calling? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my that favorite was, parts of the was, U, the original U, the, the phone long-distance scandal. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the least of his problems uh, <laughs> when, when Coach Davis came in. and, and Running out of steroids? Is that one well, of what's the... extraordinary about it <laughs> yeah. is that he was able to put together a talent that is absolutely off the charts and unprecedented, I think, in the history of of virtually any team, college or pro, because I would, I would venture to say that the 2000, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002 Miami Hurricanes football program, or football teams, I should say, plural, uh, are, are not only among the greatest, if not the greatest, college football team of all time, but they, they might be the greatest NFL team of all time, pound for pound. I mean, I think from the 01 roster alone, You've got 17 first-round draft picks, uh, wow. over 38 players in total that went on to play in the NFL. Now, now who, who, who have you interviewed for the movie so far? And, and you're up there doing interviews today, right? Yeah, there's, there's, a, few, uh, there's a few that I posted about on, on, on Instagram and on Facebook and, and Twitter um, that, that uh, we've interviewed. DJ Williams, Brian McKinney, Jeremy Shockey, um, John Vilma. I mean, just like uh, Mike Rumpf, uh, Phil Buchanan, uh, Najee Davenport. I mean, the names are just, like, ridiculous. And, like, some of these guys were backups, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. And, and they're all, like, first-round uh, draft picks and, and some of the, you know, not only great college players, but, but had ridiculous careers in the NFL. And well, that's that, the other thing, too. That's what they always oh, said I'm about sorry, Thurman Ed Thomas. Reed. We interviewed Ed Reed in New Orleans, which is incredible. You know, that, that's what they always said about Thurman Thomas. The reason why he was so considered so talented is that he actually managed to keep Barry Sanders on the bench for a couple of years. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you that uh, this is also interesting, too, because I think this is a story about a team or a program that should have won three national championships in a row in 2000, 2001, and 2002, not unlike the 80s Canes in 86, 87, and 88, where uh, Jimmy Johnson nearly had... Uh, had three in a row. And in 2000, you had them lose one game early in the season to the Washington Huskies. Uh, and then because of idiotic BCS math, 
uh, computer math gets screwed out of a spot in the Orange Bowl National Championship game. They beat number one FSU. They beat number two Vatech. Uh, but FSU somehow gets, gets the invite to the Orange Bowl where they play Oklahoma and barely show up, I should say, to play Oklahoma and lose the national championship. Yeah. It is a dramatic story, but I think that the first you had a very interesting storyline. Maybe won't be as prevalent in the second one, but there was there was a swift undercurrent of of racial discrimination involved in the way that the team was perceived uh, in the first movie, The You. Uh, how does that impact part two? I don't know if it's so much racial discrimination as we in the first documentary we kind of tie in the city of Miami or South Florida in general, um, its relationship to the football program and the kind of, uh, kind of the reputation that the city had and that the football program had in the 1980s of being this, this kind of renegade team from the renegade town. You know, they were the, they were the gangsters of college football from the town, from the city of Tony, Montana and, uh, my America's Casablanca. Uh, as they as they called it at the time, so still you know, call I, it. I think what is it? Still call it America's Casablanca, <laughs> and right and rightfully so. We, we've we've certainly we've certainly earned it. You you need you need only watch uh, a few minutes of the Miami Dade County Commission meeting with your translator to uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to see that, um, sir. Will you please put the chicken away? Please, eh, there's no more chicken here. What are you there, talking about? There, there are no live chickens in the chambers, please, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. We're eating fish. Fish, I tell you. I swear. Yeah. We yeah. The, the chicken we sacrificed to Joe Boo already. You know, he's helping the Marlins out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a Chango man myself. But um, <laughs> when it comes to Santeria gods. So, in, in, in fact, I'm actually, I'm not out of town. I'm in the studio right next door to you, uh, uh, killing a chicken right now. Really? I've always wondered what they do in that station yes. next door. They said it was a Christian station, but, you know, this I, is Miami. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here with Carlos Jimenez. We're just wiping blood on the on the wall of your studio on the other side. That's what you're doing. That's amazing, because I'm doing the same thing with Carlos Alvarez. <laughs> I heard you wanted to reelect that guy. At least I saw your shirt. Why not? Why not? I mean, I don't know that it could get much worse uh, than right now. I mean, you have a guy who was... Uh, elected following a recall election, in part because of his position against Marlins Park, who has supported every single sports welfare deal that has come his way. Uh, I mean, it's really rather remarkable, particularly in light of the fact that Carlos Jimenez uh, shows up begrudgingly to constituent events in the community, uh, gets asked questions about, well, what happened to these various constituent services that you promised us, and says, quote, it fell through the cracks. I mean, how do you say that with a straight face when you, you instruct our employees, well, I say our employees, I mean county employees, to work around the clock negotiating with billionaires like Miami Heat owner Mickey Harrison and Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. They negotiate around the clock to give them hundreds of millions of dollars in public money, but when it comes to basic constituent services, they fell through the cracks. I mean, he's not accessible to his constituents, and, 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 and I think... Um, the fact that people, for, these politicians, from particularly Miami Gardens, uh, an underserved community where, where these uh, 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 you have black men who are being systematically uh, systematically having their constitutional rights violated 
by the police department that they pay to serve and protect them. I mean, you have police officers saying that every sing- they were instructed, ordered, to stop and frisk every single black male uh, in the community, in the city. Uh, these are their constituents. Uh, it's and, it's and, pretty wild. I mean, government, the local government here is very hit or miss. There's some of well, them, like Weston, that are amazing. And then there's, well, on the other end of the spectrum, there's Miami the Gardens. Best thing, the best thing that, that Mayor Oliver Gilbert of Miami Gardens can come up with, the best thing that Barbara Jordan, the uh, county commissioner for, for, for that district, can come up with is giving welfare to a billionaire. That's how they can help their constituents. I mean, I, I always say, I, people always say, how, how do politicians, uh, particularly in Miami-Dade County, look at themselves in the mirror? And I say it's very simple. They have no reflection. <laughs> they have zero reflection, huh? They are blood-sucking vampires, is what, is what they are. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, look at, look at uh, 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 Sally Heyman. Sally Heyman, who last year voted to support the, the, the previous Miami Dolphins scheme, uh, the, one, the one that thankfully the state, legislate, uh, the state legislature, in their infinite wisdom, stopped uh, from going to referendum in Miami-Dade County, much to the chagrin of... Of many people, but Sally Heyman, who argued from the dais during a county commission meeting that we had an unusually low bed tax rate when compared to other cities around the country, cities that I had recently been in and realized immediately, based upon my hotel bill, she was completely misrepresenting, completely you. misquoting the bed tax rate uh, in our county compared to these other these other cities like Philadelphia, New York. And then this year, before she votes for it again, she re- the Miami Dolphins scheme again, she receives $16,000 from the Miami Dolphins in a campaign contribution, more than any other commissioner running for re-election this year. And then she argues from the dais this year that the, the current deal didn't give the Miami Dolphins enough public money because they needed to be further incentivized to attract these marquee events, and we should give them even more public money. Now, here's the thing about how the much more incentive. How much more incentive do these guys need to well, well, use a multi-million-dollar facility that they make gobs of money on? I mean, we're talking about twenty or thirty dollars just to park a car on their parking lot. Well, talk about perverse incentives. Let's let's talk about that sixteen thousand dollar campaign contribution. That Sally Heyman received, she's running unopposed. That's shameful. That's that's pretty wild. But what that's you know campaign contributions for. <laughs> well, this is the other thing. This is the mystery of a lot of these commissioners, who of course, by the way, are not paid a living wage. They get paid a pittance. Yeah, um, I agree. Which is unfortunate. I think. I think because it is it is not a full-time job being a commissioner it is three or four or five full-time jobs you know i wish so, they would just I, w- I wish they would wipe the slate clean and say look we're going to give commissioners in miami-dade county a real actual wage for being our professional uh, elected officials but would that stop but, them but from we're going to we're going to disband but it'll never happen i think that they should i think it's i think it's not fair uh, and and it it actually i believe encourages Corruption. Uh, it encourages this pay-for-play to bring it back to the hurricanes. It encourages <laughs> this, this pay-for-play mentality in government. Now, people argue, well, if we pay them more money, we'll just be paying them more money, and they'll keep to stealing steal. from right, us. So they'll, right. <laughs> they'll continue being corrupt. But I, I, I don't. And maybe that's true. But I think 
we have to be fair about this and, and give something like, give a fair system like that a shot, because here's the interesting thing about it. You have these various politicians who don't get paid a living wage, get paid a pittance, and I have no idea how they make a living. Yeah. I have no idea. Xavier that's that's Suarez, a great question. He's a lawyer. I know he's a lawyer. Most he works. He, he yes, he is off. a lawyer. He's yes. on cases. He's taking depots. He's traveling. He's working at a job. I get it. Some of these folks, I have no idea. Well, I think the classic, the all-time classic, and forever more classic example of the politician as, you know, the, the career campaigner, it's David Rivera. I mean, the, the, the Federal Election Commission came out and said, your campaign has never stopped. <laughs> You're, he, he's got all sorts of campaign violations, and he just keeps going because if he ever stops, the music stops, he has to give the money back. Right, and, and, and he has no other way of supporting himself. What, the, these, these folks are living off of campaign contributions, which talk about breeding corruption. State House Speaker Will Weatherford makes over six figures, uh, you know, $100,000 a year. No one has any idea where this money comes from. How, is, how can his constituents not possibly be concerned <laughs> about that? I mean, that's just, that's just craziness. And, and, and by the way, another shout-out to uh, uh, County Commissioner Xavier Suarez, who voted against this Parcel B Cuban Exile Museum uh, plot. Really yes, yes, we had him heart. on the show last week. He, he voiced his opinion very strongly against it. Yeah, and, and by the way, this goes to the heart of what I was saying, is that this has nothing to, this is not any kind of racially motivated issue. This strictly strikes at the heart of how our public resources, whether it's land, money, uh, whatever it is, how our property uh, is being spent uh, irresponsibly by our government, uh, by our elected officials, who are supposed to represent our best interests. Here you have Miami's first Cuban mayor, Xavier Suarez, saying... This is about responsible fiscal policy and, 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 and being responsible stewards of the county's resources and property and money uh, and, and, and has nothing to do with, you know, with, with, with what kind of museum this is or what it represents. I think the Cuban people have, have contributed immeasurably, obviously, to, to Miami. I mean, what do they say? They say the great thing about Miami is it's so close to the United States. <laughs> That's true. And I'll tell you what, we're going to take a really short break and we're going to give away some tickets after this break. So call in 305-541-2350. And thank you to our sponsor, 305 I Am Hurt. They're a couple of great injury attorneys. They're Gilbert and Smallman, the law office of Gilbert and Smallman, Miami and Hollywood. This is the only in Miami show. And we'll be right back with Billy Corbin. Dial 305-541-2350. That's 305-541-2350 right now.
next caller gets two free lower end zone tickets for the Miami Hurricanes season opener, courtesy of 305 I Am Hurt. That's 305 I Am Hurt, the law offices of Gilbert and Smallman in Miami and Hollywood. Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me online on Twitter, at Grant Stern, and you can find all of our show's content at www.onlyinmiamishow.com. We're here to give away some tickets, so next caller, 305-541-2350. Again, that's 305-541-2350. Two tickets to the UM Home Opener. And that's sponsored by 305 I Am Hurt. That's 305 I Am Hurt, the law offices of Gilbert and Smallman, Hollywood, Florida, and Miami. Billy, welcome back, man. Thank you. So, what about LeBron? What about him? I don't know. Jose, you had a question. Well, I wanted to talk about the movie. I wanted to talk about you, part two. Oh, go I mean, for it. You What's know, your question, because man? Because I can't wait to see it. Them. As soon as it comes out, oh, I want to see I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just don't think there's been enough talk on on radio about LeBron. So I think we should continue talking no, about no, no. LeBron. <laughs> so okay. Billy, qu- question on so the you're U not part- shocked. Go ahead. Question on the U part two. So the movie, the, the film ends in 2002. It runs from early 90s to early 2000s, or does it continue on until now? It continues on to our present day, but not okay. up to last week. All I'll right. put it to you that way. Um, it, it begins in about 1992, which is about the time that the first documentary left off. And it does come to present day. We'll call it the the golden era. So there's so basically there's two compelling uh, storylines there. You you have the the rags to riches, and then the riches to rags. W- what's better? What's 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 a better story to tell? Rags to riches or riches to rags? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, because that's really <laughs> just the rags is a better story. <laughs> if, if you think about it, it's a it's a rise and fall story. Uh, it's a story that everybody likes. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 Scarface. It's the it's, U. It's part a fall one. and rise <laughs> and fall again and rise sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's it's a sellout to Walmart story. What happened there, Billy? Well, I, I, poor poor Grant. Grant loves butterflies, hates Walmart. He's, I love butterflies more today than I ever Grant. realized. You know, the feds actually stepped in to stop that one. For our listening audience, uh, the, the Walmart planned a development in. Uh, South Dade, very close to Metro Zoo, or excuse me, Zoo Miami, on uh, Coral Reef Drive, Southwest 152nd and uh, 127th Avenue. And um, I'll tell you, like, it's a bad idea. I mean, it's a very, very endangered little spot. And University of Miami happened to buy that spot for free. And uh, yeah, they're just they're flipping into these developers. I hear we do we have a winner in their booth. Yes, we Got do. Got right here. All righty. Winner, what's your name and city? Where are you calling from? Joseph Gawad. I'm calling from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Joseph, congratulations. Thank you, Bob. You have won two tickets to University of Miami versus FAMU opening night downstairs. Sweet. And that is courtesy of 305 I Am Hurt. Are you excited? I'm freaking pumped, man. Go Canes. Okay, you got a quick question for Billy Corbin? I can't hear him. That's uh, okay. Uh, you got a quick question for Billy? I'll, t- I'll tell Billy the question. 
Oh, yeah, what does he think our record's going to be this year? Because I feel like we're national champs, baby. Duke Johnson. All righty. Okay, our caller wants to know, what is our going to be UM's record next year? Well, see, this is, this, this is what we were talking about earlier with these preseason predictions and standings. And it, it, it really, when you don't even know who the quarterback on the team is, how can you make any kind of educated guess? It's not an educated guess. It's a total guess. Okay. Is what it is, and, so, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I, 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 I always <laughs> hope that they're going to go all the way, but it, it's it, there's a lot of, a lot of wild cards, a lot of question marks. Uh, in other uh, words, in other words, you're saying that the the U does not have a guy that'll go out there and lay his hands on that crab meat, and by crab meat I mean championship trophy. <laughs> Lobster, <laughs> dude, raise the bar, raise the bar, have a little class. You know, I. I'll tell you what, I actually stole a whole shopping cart full of groceries from that same exact Publix when I went to FSU and I was 19 years old. Uh, I don't <laughs> think you should ever admit something as horribly embarrassing as the fact that you went to FSU. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I did. It was a hurricane. There was a hurricane coming towards Tallahassee and the power was going on and off and there was like this huge huge line to get out as you can imagine and the power's off in Publix and we all looked at each other we're like heck with it, it let's do it Miami style we walked out more <laughs> more importantly <laughs> more importantly yes lebron <laughs> yeah exactly we were worried about lebron back then i mean deeply worried it was 1996 lebron was at least nine years old by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to say this because you asked me about LeBron. Uh, who cares? <laughs> uh, I say that because I wish him the best and, and all the success in the world, which he, he already has and I, I've no doubt will continue uh, to have. But this man has made decisions, life decisions, that are in the best interests of himself and his family, which is what all of us should base our life decisions on. And so all of these, these, these people who were like, uh, on both sides of this issue in Miami, the, the he's a traitor, um, you know, what, uh, how classless, and he just abandoned us, and it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. He didn't do it to diss you. He doesn't even know who we are, okay? He doesn't, he doesn't care. He doesn't have to care. He cares about himself and his family and his career, which is what any of us care about when we're making decisions about where we're going to work or how much money we're, we're going to negotiate in a contract. And the same people on the other side, too, who wanted to be better than the other, than the haters, the, the people who said, I just want to thank LeBron for the last four years and all he did. It had nothing to do with you. He didn't do it for you. He didn't do it for Miami. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying that's how we all, we all you know, act to some extent. In our, be- in, uh, in, in our best interest. Well, I think most people do, occasionally at least, and especially when it comes to jobs. You know, that's why he came here, because we respected that decision, and he we respected him enough that he left, unfortunately. What are you going to do, man? I'm not mad at him. And yeah. I, I think a lot of other people, uh, there's a lot of fans, we're not, we're not reacting like Cleveland did when he came down here, and I think I'm proud of the Miami fan base for not doing that. And maybe we weren't as attached to him as they were, but I, I think the reaction has been, you know, has been... Well, Impressive. also we got two, two trophies out of it. You I know, was going to so say, we, yeah. there's that one helps. message. There's one message that LeBron sent that nobody can deny, which is that he said, "Miami is awesome, 
But I just came here to win some championships, and, and now I got to go home because my family wants me there. But what's this one well, thing? I, what's one, wrong with that? Anybody who wants to come here and win some championships, I'm all for it. One thing that raised an eyebrow with me is that he didn't, in his letter, in his farewell letter, he did not thank or, if I'm not mistaken, even acknowledge the fans. Um, so that tells me that he's maybe not too happy with or not too impressed oh, with the fans. Who cares? It has nothing to do with us, as I said. I mean, it's like. He came here, he got paid by an employer, and he did a job. He did it pretty well, I would say. Uh, and then he went back home. I mean, that's how people treat him. Oh, it's a, pretty big, it's a little but, more than that. Really, really he went back it, on his a, word. But it's a pretty big omission in what, in what really was like a standard or what I, th- I think was, a, you know, what they, they drafted as a standard sort of good farewell letter. You'd think he would have mentioned the fans. I mean, that should have made it somewhere in there. Um, I think 19 out of 20 times, uh, you know, uh, it would have, and it didn't, and it's just kind of... It's, oh, it's... He's, I think he's expressed that countless times uh, through the years. His, the fans uh, were booing the team at the end of that series. It was unusual. I mean, it looked like they really weren't trying, but in reality, it's just that the Spurs threw some ama- amazing stratagems at us that we couldn't defeat. I mean... People don't give them enough, you know, credit. The Spurs really came out and confused the Heat. They did some unusual things. What's going to get more media attention, the the, the Super Bowl next year or the first Heat-Cavs game? Billy? <laughs> I think the Super Bowl but, but, uh, easily, but, maybe not, but you will not be able to escape news about the other. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, but how much attention, how much media attention is going to be, is, is that Heat or those Heat-Cavs games going to get? Kind of well, like the old what, days. It's what Grant was saying before. There's there's too much media, particularly too much sports media. Because I don't think you can ever have too many investigative reporters, for example. We don't have enough investigative reporters, but we, there's certainly a glut. Yeah. Uh, and, and more than we need of sports media uh, between the, the, the blogs, uh, you know, the sports talk radio, uh, the professional sports media. I mean, every single network on TV has a sports network now, NBC, CBS, every, ABC's got ESPN. Um, Fox Sports, of course, that's that about. I, I don't. I don't think the. CW that's actually the only thing they actually report on. You know, HBO <laughs> Sports, Showtime Sports. I mean, it's just it, it's it's out of control, and they all need narratives, as they say. They all need narratives, and I've been saying for years. People have asked me about LeBron through the years, and I've always said everybody knows that his story, his narrative, his career, so to speak, will have to end in Cleveland. So. At some point, he was going to return. I think everybody knew that going in. So when you say, is the guy true to his word, I think regardless of, of what he, he might have said, uh, it, it, was, it was pretty clear, I think, coming in. As you said, he came to Miami to win some championships, that it was only a matter of time before he was going to nah, go home. That's well, why it, we call it home, because well, that's where sure. you go when you're done. It was a matter of time, but nobody thought this was the time. People thought that maybe two, three, four more years down the line, well, but, but maybe, Le- you know, we don't know. Maybe LeBron's body said, now is the time to go back a hero. Otherwise, they go back a broken man. Well, sure, but that's the point, is that it's not up to everybody else and what they think or when they think he's going to go back. It was up to him. It was a decision that he made in the best interest of himself, his career, his family, and that's how he should make that decision, not about how a bunch of strangers uh, in Miami are going to feel about it. So... We got two minutes left. What other projects do you have going on with Rack and Tour? What else is cooking in the pipeline? Well, uh, dog fight, D A W G fight. I have to spell that because everybody thinks it's about Michael Vick. Um, <laughs> we've worked on that project for years about unsanctioned, um, illegal 
bare-knuckle brawls in the backyards of southwest Miami-Dade and in uh, West Perrine, um, the neighborhood that Kimbo Slice uh, came out of. Uh, you just like saying Kimbo Slice, a, admit it. Well, this, <laughs> this has been a passion project for a lot of years, and we're finally uh, finally finishing uh, finishing that up. And next week, I have a very interesting local project. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention any other radio stations. But you can I do it. Be, it's okay. I won't kill anybody. I will be filling in as a guest host on the Rick Sanchez show from 10 a.m. to noon on 610 WIOD next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's amazing. And only Billy Corbin could fill in for Rick Sanchez only in Miami. Or, or maybe Sally Fitz. <laughs> or Kelly Mitchell, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel a little bit like Belkies could do it. There. I think Belkies Nare could stand in there. She's got gravitas. <laughs> she does. It's that, it's, that, it's that pixie haircut, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the haircut. <laughs> no, that's great. So you're going to be on uh, IOD next week? I will be. Will, will, will you be a guest on, 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 on my show to bitch about Walmart? Yeah, I'll totally come on IOD and bitch about Walmart. I love doing that, man. They had me on there a few times crabbing about Walmart, so I'm ready. I'm sorry, too, about the, the butterflies. I know you have a, a butterfly tramp stamp. Uh, on your on the small of your back. <laughs> yes, of course. And we'll be showing that off live on the radio. And that's about all the time we have tonight. Billy, thanks for coming on the show. Jose El Rey, my pleasure. Danny Surfer, I totally appreciate it. This is the only in Miami show. And we'll be back next Monday night. So check us out online at www.onlyinmiamishow.com.